You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and as always, I have with me... James Ross, Bryn Monroe, Ben Meredith, Lydia Nicholas. And we're going to do some gaming, um, going around the table quickly, reminding everyone who we are, what our characters do, what their thing is, starting with Lydia. Uh, I'm Sasha Rackett, Uh, I'm an antiques appraiser by trade, Uh, more of a stab first, ask questions later. No, don't ask questions, then you might need to make eye contact. <laughs> That's me. Uh, I'm Zolf Smith, a one-legged dwarven cleric, uh, an ex-pirate, and now mercenary captain. And I was doing bunny ear quotes that. Uh, my character is Hamid, uh, the Egyptian halfling sorcerer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Sir Bertrand Bertie McGuffingham, uh, who wears armour as if he's going clubbing um, <laughs> and likes hitting things. Although your armour's been a bit scuffed. It has been scuffed. I'm outraged by this. Outraged by the scuffing. Both in and out of character. I'm quite cross. <laughs> Do the falcon's eyes still glow? It's, it looks. It now looks as if it's winking at you sardonically. <laughs> Just permanently. <laughs> So, uh, can you use it as your I want wing man? I, w- hey, uh, I want to open a pub called the Winking Falcon. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in case you can't remember, so last week um, we basically you did a big, big old rescue from the fire at Lord Edison's house. He'd revealed the simulacrum. It had been blown up or stolen or something by a few people who uh, <laughs> you proceeded to keep at bay, and then they uh, ran off. Sasha chased them. Yeah. There was a cave in. 
Uh, yep. So you didn't manage to catch hold of them. Why are you on I know. Yep. But um, you guys got out. You rescued all three of the diplomats and Colgate and Byron. However, Edison was blown to smithereens, as was the majority of the audience. Uh, you had gone off, found Sasha. Ah, yes, you went Both... off to rescue me whilst I rescued myself. Oh, they didn't succeed. <laughs> they, they succeeded in rescuing. No, no, no. You were too busy having a rescue. With a we just wanted to that. find you so we could con- reconvene and discuss the situation. I'm an anti-rescuing character. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, literally the last thing that's happened is all of you have reconvened back in the garden of Edison's house. Uh, Harangay was there. He was asking where you all, and, you know, you all turned up. Uh, so, speak of the devil, you have all just been reconvened at Edison's house. Well, what now? I'm going to look around and survey the immediate scene. Uh-huh. So, uh, in the garden, there's lots of servants running backwards and forwards. Uh, they're carrying pails to just try and stop it spreading. The to house the... is still on fire. Oh, the house is, the house is ablaze. <laughs> um, it's spread from the large music room, has, has clearly spread throughout the rest of the building. There doesn't appear to be anyone in there. You see um, a few of Harangay's men are pulling out what are the few remaining survivors that were in the music room you couldn't get to, sort yeah. of in the wine cellar, things like that. They're pulling them out through the cellar door. Um, however, as they pull out the last one, there's a big... <laughs> and the lintel collapses... Uh, it seems like everyone who could get out really is, and there's no one in the upper windows or anything like that. But it's it's rapidly uh, engulfing what's left of the house. Um, looking sort of down the side, you can just see amongst the smoke what looks like a, a fire uh, engine has, has pulled up, you know, with a mechanical pump and that kind of thing. Um, and they're starting to try and douse it, but it's very clear that all of the efforts right now are to stop it spreading to the buildings on either side. This. Edison's house is gone. Like it's 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 consumed the first three floors and is powering towards the fourth, and the roof is is starting to cave in as it is. Um, Haringey is stood sort of surveying all of the rest of the uh, people. He's occasionally giving the terse command. Mostly, he seems to just be a still point um, for other people to kind of focus around. Um, he's he's nearby you guys currently. I shall walk up to Haringey. Mm. Sergeant, uh, anything else we can do? Uh, well, uh, give, give me give me a second, off. So, so who is left? Who's uh, was you, sir? Well, I know, but I mean, who else? Pretty soon you're in charge, sir. Uh, right. Um, carry on, uh, Zolf. Uh, you and your band uh, with me, quick. He uh, sort of gestures over and basically walks down the path towards what looks like an ornate shed or gazebo, something similar. Cool. So I remember, like, guys over here, stump off. We, we follow awkwardly, trying to walk slowly enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like going shopping with my mum. <laughs> your, your one-legged dwarven mother. My, my mum would travel at about the same speed Zolf does when going shopping. So that's a, a very specific thought, Well, it's not observational humour if other people don't share the frame of reference. And now I've shared that frame of reference, everyone can enjoy it. <laughs> so, I love my mum very much, in case anyone's wondering. Carry on. So, you, uh, you draw another gazebo, and basically, um, Harringo's striding perfectly confidently until he gets to the gazebo, and once he's sort of rounded the corner and he's slightly out of sight of everyone, Zolf, I've, um, all right, I'm, I'm going I'm to need your help. Specifically, all the rest of you. Um, you guys have proven yourself capable. Um, that thing, that whatever the thing was. Simulacrum. Yeah, that. Um, I, I can't have that in my city. I can't have that loose in my city. And currently, I only can hope that it's been destroyed. Um, it, it, I, it hasn't. 
I, I saw them take it. Right. Um, so, how, how did they do it? I mean, I, I wasn't in there. All I know is that it was there and then it... Sergeant, well, first of all, we're going to have to discuss payment. Fair, fair. Um, well, I believe the original agreed sum was um, a little more than five gold. I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be giving you guys some danger money on top of that, which will bring it much closer to the 50. Can I finish finding out what happened to the... the sim- Simulacrum. The thing. Well, when, when I say I saw them take it, I, I just saw them, and, and then there were tunnels, and there's a bunch of cellars. Like... They, see, they seem to have laid explosive charges under the stage. I mean, there was no sign of pieces of the the machine anywhere in the music room so it must have dropped through the hole. They, yeah and then they, they went down a tunnel and I followed them and I went through about like uh, there were there were like cellar and then another um, you know the, the cellar the, the, and, and then another cellar. Had, had they know? tunneled? They tunneled the, under the, several houses? Yes and then and then I was getting there honest I was trying and then bang you know, and then that was, and they're gone. Yeah, it's like that. Well, we can try and that pick up the trail again. Did we took some down inside? Did any of them? Are any of them still alive? Uh, Amongst the survivors? He, he sort of gestures back to the house, which is slowly caving in on itself. Um, I'll be able to tell you in a week once we've gone through what's left under the rubble. I'm going to be honest. I can't spare any men yeah, on right. this chase right now. Um, I could do with you guys looking into this. Um, well, we're mercenaries, so if that's the job we're paid for, we'll do it. Let's put it this way. You guys know how much that thing was worth. Yeah. Um, I can certainly make sure that the pay for recovering it, or at the very least finding out what happened to it, should substantially reflect the value of the thing that you're looking for. So, when will we receive the payment? Well, here's your 50 now. He um, basically reaches behind him and plucks out from what is clearly like his own like commissioner's thing. He just plucks it takes out a few gold, puts them in his pocket, and then hands over the pouch dissolve. Uh, there's the 50, agreed. Um, I don't know what I can uh, muster for the payment until, frankly, I've had a bit more time. I don't know if you're aware there's a house burning down about 30 feet away. I think the sergeant's word will be good enough. Mm-hmm. Have I ever, have I ever stopped right, you right, before? Right. Basically, I want to know what happened to it. Right. If you can bring the thing back, bring it back. If you can bring me the guys that did this, even better. Don't kill him if you can help it. He quietly looks around and looks back. I don't think anyone would cry if they didn't make it. I'm going to be frank. Same for the machine. Don't like it. I don't want it in this city. But it's not my place to, to call policy. So, if you find it, bring it back. If it's destroyed, prove to me it's destroyed, that's fine too. Alright, well, we're on it then. I guess. Sasha, where do we lose the trail? Well, there's, uh, like, you know, shops where they sell, like, dresses, but, like, not, but for men, you know, so it's around the corner. Taylor? Yes. And so I came up through the, you know, the, the basement. Yeah. Um, and that was the last place before, you know, it exploded. Right, I guess. There's a call from further up the garden, and uh, Haringey just goes, look, I'm, I'm going to have to leave this with you guys. Um, so uh, if you, you know you can find me at the station. Yeah, we'll Ooh. get the job done. Let... I mean, let's just see if any of them came out. They were dragging bodies out of the the music room. Maybe someone who was involved was dragged out as well and no one's realised yet. Oh, like the one you dropped a piano on? Yeah. Um, I don't think he made it. He'd be recognisable, though, isn't it? Um, well, just if any of them are still alive, that's a, a place to start Harry has already sort of headed off into the garden yeah. to carry on coordinating what's um, left of the sort of salvage uh, operation. I mean, other than that, I, yeah, I guess we go back to the cellars and start yeah. getting there. But I don't know about the rest of you, but it's been a really long day, and I'm quite tired. And the trail will go cold, though. 
we need to get on there. Uh, we yeah. can't wait till tomorrow morning. It's already quite late in the day. What? Um, what? How what time is it? it? Yeah. So, um, all things considered, it is coming on to late afternoon. Um, your interview for Bertie was um, coming towards lunchtime. So you're looking at around a six p.m. something like that. Um, I can ex- I can understand why it'd feel like a long day, especially for. Uh, Especially for Hamid, of all people. I, I still think it's the day before, because I was in a casino all night. <laughs> <laughs> you may remember from episode one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's 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 coming on towards evening, um, but the, the, it's it's still summer, so the sun's still up. Uh, I mean, I was hit with a couple of grenades, and I know that... Um, well, my armour is slightly dirty, so, you know... As he says that, one of the eyes just... <laughs> blows out just Look, a he's bit. sad. Uh, well, well, weren't you also uh, injured in in the fight previously, as well? Oh, a, a mere scrape. I shall, I shall, I shall. I'll walk it off. That'll be fine. I'm just not feeling so great. Maybe we should just do some recon. But if we leave it, we might lose the trail, and then we'll never get paid. Let's let's. Okay. The the, the his plan was good, but someone some, someone who ain't me should ask the question. Ahmed. Well, well, let's just quickly look through. Are there, are there any uh, of the the attack team amongst the amongst the uh, survivors? Okay, so presumably you're heading back up closer towards the house where they're sort of laying bodies yeah. and so on. Um, if in the process of this, if there's some possibility that I might be healed for the small amount of damage that I've received, because I'm down to nine hit points from thirteen, I wouldn't say no. I'm down to three hit points from <laughs> seven. Crimea River, Crimea, <laughs> tiny, tiny puddle. <laughs> Luckily, I am. Oh no! What Remember, spells you haven't, have you I haven't, used? Uh, no, what spells have I used? Uh, off the top of my head, you used Summon Monster. That one's already been burned. Yeah. Um, you'd already used Disc. Obviously, that's already been burned. Yeah. Uh, you also um, used one other. Uh, just to that's three, to spell right. that out again, what he does is um, the cleric's ability is that they can. Prepare spells like like other magic users, but they can then trade those spells instead for just extra healing, which is why they're like the core support character. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the reasons that I am suggesting, you know, leaving the start of the investigation tomorrow is that I've used three of my four sure. first level spells ah, for the yeah. day. Okay. All right, you two, uh, just hold still for a bit, and I will use my two remaining daily spells. Mm-hmm. And convert them into cure light wounds okay. for these guys. So roll the heels. To uh, just describe uh, how my cure light wounds looks. Again, it's um, like I did with the stabilize. Um, I've got a small, um, what they called water skin of salt water, which I pour on the wound while muttering mm-hmm. some sort of uh, catechisms. Ooh, good word. It's a, it is a catechism, isn't it? Like a little little religious mantra. Because it sounds surprisingly like a rude sea shanty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. They just, might do now. Flavor. It's, a, it's a dirty sea-based limerick. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's a and yeah. <laughs> Cure light runes. Um, channeling positive energy cures 1d8 points of damage plus 1 per caster level to a minimum of 1. Cool. Uh, and obviously, if you're healing undead things, it's actually hurting them yeah. because they're powered by that energy. Uh, so, for James, it is eight hit points back. Lovely, I'm back up to 13. Yep. Brin, five hit points back. Yay. 
That's all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Lyrics! Is, uh, is my armour in any way affected, or do I still look like I've um, been a bit lashed up? Sooty, and there is... Oh, I can fix that for you. I passed prestidigitation. <laughs> okay. I can affect other people as well. Uh, prestidigitation can, but its effects are temporary depending on what effect. So these, the cleaning is permanent. So yeah, first thing he does is actually describe how you cast prestidigitation. Um, oh, I haven't really thought about that. Uh, I wax on, wax off. Another dirty limerick. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm definitely magic, sure. magic in this world is powered purely by dirty limerick. <laughs> it would have to be not a clean limerick. limerick if you're going to be cleaning the armor. Uh, yeah. I normally just sort of, you know, when it's myself, I just, I kind of like just wave my hands. But I, I, um, uh, I yeah, I mean, it's, all, it's basically all about sleight of hand. So I probably just, I, I'll probably just walk up to you, pull a, a handkerchief out of my sleeve, which definitely wasn't there a second before, and just sort of wave it at you gently. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not putting any like elbow grease into this, and yet the, the mere brush of my handkerchief seems to make create sp- a sparkle on your. That uh, is the most effete casting. Yes. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so my my armor yeah, is now clean. Effete is a good word. Your armor is now gleaming. Yep. Uh, there is a light dent on uh, one of your shoulder. Pants, I suppose you'd call it. Holden is the technical term. Holden, yeah, thank <laughs> you. And uh, your one of the eyes from the eagle has been blown out. Okay. Um, but Falcon. Falcon, goodness <laughs> me, I'm I'm terrible. Right. I'm terrible. But yeah, so your pauldron's dented, and your Falcon, Falcon is, is winking. Is winking. <laughs> okay. So, so surveying Saberti in his new gleaming state, uh, so might want to get an eye patch for that actually. Make it look a bit more uh, intimidating. <laughs> so, drawing near to the uh, back to where they've been uh, lying, laying out bodies and um, so on, you uh, see that there are a few of the guests are actually all right. Definitely, there's some concussions going around. Uh, one person appears to be uh, looking forward to an amputation. There, there. Are they looking forward to it? Uh, <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! <laughs> I, I mean, Finally, I can get a peg leg too. They've <laughs> <laughs> been a bit ironic there, but yeah, their uh, their hands been. Bit mangled by some masonry. Um, there's there's some medics. Uh, it looks like some police medics are running around sorting people. There's a few bodies that have um, basically already been covered by jackets and similar. Yeah. I mean, um, the issue for us is are the, all these people clearly get you know from their dress? Are they all guests of the party or any of them? Certainly, the, all of the, the ones. Sort of, they were, were disguised waiters or something, weren't they? So most of the people who were sort of still kicking, as it were. Um, are clearly like the the, the, the cream of, yeah, of London course. society. Um, of the bodies, there are about six who are laid out. What look like a few more that are just haven't been you know um, examined yet and, and and given at least a, a covering. Yeah, pronounced. That's that's the phrase. Um, of the ones that are pronounced, you see that um, at least one of them. Maybe two of them may have been wearing white trousers similar to what the servants were wearing. Um, it, it's hard to tell. Everything's sort of blackened and things like oh, that. I, have, I realize it's Bertie that is going to be attempting this perception check. <laughs> um, but could I see that if I, if I recognize uh, any of the bodies from any of the people I was fighting earlier? Uh, yeah, uh, go for it. Uh, roll me a perception check. Uh, the most gruesome and most common thing to do in a mercenary's life 
search the bodies. Yeah. Uh, 15 minus 1 is 14. Down to 14. Um, you, from this distance, you just discern more or less what I've just told you, is okay. that one of at least, I'd say one of two of them may very well be the guy that you dropped a piano on, but from this distance he's covered, you can't really tell. I hope the body with a stick and see if any keys fall out. So, is that... <laughs> so I was going to plan to sneak up there and rifle through the pockets without anyone noticing the dead ones. Isn't we're the official investigating team. We don't Are need we? to do it. Oh, but that's what I'm good at. <laughs> don't I need to sneak a bit? <laughs> People look at you like I'm practicing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's go and let's go and search through the bodies and yeah. have a look at closer quarters then. I I walk like someone with too many limbs, slightly un- <laughs> unused to the idea of just brazenly going up and taking a thing. Okay. Is someone going to arrest I, me? Or? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I had a mug. Maybe if I had two mugs. <laughs> but I hold my clothes sort of not awkwardly, like, where do my hands go? <laughs> okay. Stare at the police. <laughs> You're the shiftiest official person I've ever heard. Just stare at them. Okay. It'd be great to filling in a form each hand in it. You didn't see nothing, right? <laughs> this is a witness form, I don't understand. <laughs> so you head up to the body bodies, I should say. Um there's six of them. Presumably you are pulling the covers from the two that looked like Yeah. I mean, um, I might just check the others to, just to confirm that they are, yeah. they look like guests or not. Sure. Um, working from right to left, then, um, amongst the four who just are um, guests, yeah, it's, it, they seem certainly to be. Um, one of them, you, I'm going to be honest, they're very badly burned. Oh. Um, another one appears to be um, sort of crushed in the torso. Um, uh, a couple of others have burns and things like that, and one like Hammond does not look well. Yeah, they, it's, it's a bit grisly. Of the guests, mm-hmm. how many have nice jewellery? Uh, upon those, yeah. um, one of them appears to be a woman with a, a turtle brooch, mm. uh, and then a couple of the others have uh, rings on them, um, quite minor. Um, there's no one particularly flashy. I'd- can I check them for magic devices, just in case there's anything useful? Do you have detect magic? I have, oh no, it's magic devices, not... You have used magic, magic device, device. yeah. yeah. Um, so you could, you, uh, off the top of my head, you could appraise the things that they own, and to see yeah, if they're worth anything. I'm very good at appraising. But when it comes to actually like telling if it's magical, that's not actually appraise. Like, you may be able to, obviously, it's glowing and it says, take me. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, it's probably magical, but you wouldn't know what it does, you wouldn't know how to use it, things where like that. You'd have to figure it out. Sorry, where is detect magic on these? It's not a skill. It's a, it's a oh. spell. Oh, then no. In this world, um, Hammond would already know this, and um, the way that magic that's written looks is it looks like letters that are changing shape and rewriting themselves mm. in real time. So, for anyone who's not trained in it, it looks like it's saying one thing and then half a second later it's saying something else. And it's like a magic eye picture, is that anyone who has detect magic is actually just learning to kind of see past the words and that's how they sort of read it. So, I'm afraid you wouldn't be able to tell if they've got magic on them. Well, I'm not going to just have rings, they're just, they get in the way. Um, heading across to the remaining two bodies, you see that uh, one of them appears to be a servant who was serving uh, canapes. Um, again, they also seem to have been crushed by something. And then you flip over the last one, and they're certainly wearing the clothing of the people who are in the music room. 
um, but their face is in such a state it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Um, yeah, rifle through their pockets, look for anything. Do they, do they have weapons? I mean, they, they had grenades on them. Like, mm-hmm, he probably mm-hmm. still has some. So he has upon him what's left of the bandolier, so there's two of those sort of fire flasks in there. There's also, um, uh, he's wearing what looks like a leather curious under the shirt. He's got a sort of shoulder holster holding a short sword that he could have hidden under a large jacket. Um, also, uh, tinder twigs, effectively matches. Yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> some kind of like pseudo medieval dating service. <laughs> you break them and it shows you the hot men nearby. <laughs> Oh, um, and oh magical inventor! I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> uh, you also find a thunderstone, and what is a thunderstone? Uh, is I'm it like a thundercat? <laughs> <laughs> a thunderstone. You can throw this stone as a ranged attack with a range increment of twenty feet, and when it strikes a hard surface or is hit hard in your hand, it creates a deafening bang that's a sonic attack. Each creature in ten foot must make a DC fifteen Fortitude save or be deafened for one hour. Wow. A deafened creature, in addition to the obvious effects, takes a minus four penalty on initiative, has a 20% chance to miscast, and lose any spell with a verbal component that it tries to cast. Uh, and you don't need to hit a specific target, you can just aim at a five foot square. So the AC of the five foot square is only five. Does it also affect the person that throws it? Uh, anyone, it each creature within a 10 foot radius. Yeah, yeah, but... So if, let's say that you dropped it, like your fireball doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't tend to burn yourself, right? No, fireball would hurt everyone that he aims it at. Oh, so even if I aim a fireball if, at my own feet. Right, then. I, feet. I would um, not do that. <laughs> In the rules, okay. how it spells it out differently is anytime it says enemies, uh-huh. it means it wouldn't affect your friends. If it says creatures, it means anything, friend or foe, it will affect them. So if you're in 10 foot of this thing and it goes off, you're deaf for, what was it, an hour? Well, yeah. unless you make your save. Uh, yeah, unless you make your fortitude save. And in fairness, the fortitude save isn't huge. But it's really good. It's still tough for a first-level character. For a first-level character, it's pretty tough. It'd be great if there's a large group of people, because the chances are you're going to deafen and disorientate a good chunk of them. I'm just thinking about the fortune save on the deafening. It's just your eardrums flexing. (laughs) Yeah. So who is is finding this stuff? Is it Hamid that's doing the searching? Um, You you guys tell me. Because you said that you would... Well, I'm standing back a bit. I'm, yeah, probably kind of finding what's there and passing it on so we can all work out what it is. Well, all of this stuff was very obviously in part. Yeah, Uh, so there was a leather cuirass and a short sword. There was. Is there any distinguishing marks? Do you want me to make an actual perception check? Uh, If you give me a perception check, I'll certainly start discussing things if they've got hidden pockets and things. Good roll, Brent. What, what? What did you roll? Uh, Three plus six is nine. Uh, You find what you found. Can I... Uh, Yeah. Oh, seven plus six, so thirteen. Thirteen. What was it? Yours? Nine. Um. Anyone else want to take a turn? But I mean, ultimately. Stand aside, everyone. <laughs> Something needs noticing. Um, <laughs> you know what? Roll it. But I'm. Eleven minus one is ten. <laughs> He <laughs> looks like he's been in the war. I'm going to be honest, by this point, Zolf, you've seen Hamid search, Sasha going, I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, he's, he's correct. He's going, ah, a person. <laughs> Are there any distinguishing marks of any kind on the cuirass or the short sword? Uh, there are no distinguishing marks. You see that the short sword has been um, soot blackened to remove its gleam, things like that. Um, Sasha, do you have knowledge local? Yes. Give me a knowledge local roll. 
So that's seven and minus seven plus seven, 14. 14? Is that yeah, enough? That's actually enough for this bit. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do okay. better next time is what that expression is. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that he's blackened his sword, um, also the nature of gear that he's having, you would place uh, a middling bet that he probably has come from other London. Um, just that kind of that way of operating, you know, getting rid of the gleam of your clothes. Mm-hmm. I mean, concealed weapons screams other yeah. London. Not that much gleams down there. Um, yeah. I will cast and take magic to see if he has anything magical on him. I don't know if the alchemical weapons would show up. And um, these but... would the thunderstone, I believe, would, um, but only the thunderstone. Um, How do you cast it? You've not cast it yet, so I want to know what it looks like. It's actually um, it's the opposite of most of my spells, and it's in no way flashy or interesting. I actually have to step back and calm myself down and oh. close my eyes. It's almost meditative, okay. briefly, um, um, and then I kind of resume, mm-hmm. and it's and basically stuff starts glowing to me. It's ah, magical. Right. Okay, and um, so you do that for a moment. Yeah. Um, Habit, wake up, Habit, <laughs> wake up. Don't fall asleep, Habit. Wake up, wake up, wake up, Habit. I'm finding out Wake if he, I'm finding out if he has anything magical, Bertie. Oh, it's a spell. <laughs> cool. Um, you quickly. <laughs> I, I, so just to just to give you a sense of what uh, Bertie's doing at this point, he's now flexing his armor in the sun, looking flash. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, just want to make let everyone know what he's doing because like, okay. he thinks that that's quite important. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bertie, um, you find the only magical item upon that person was the, the thunderstone. Thunderstone. Sure. Um, Obviously, it has a bit of a range to it, rather than it just being you pick a person. Yes. Um, the turtle brooch appears to be magical in some way, and let's assume that you're casting your eyes around. Yeah. So, uh, looking at the guests, you see there's a decent amount of magical items. I mean, these are important, rich people. They like they, to have some. Yeah, they stuff. would. Um, I mean, I'm not going to loot a magical turtle brooch from a random body, and I'm probably not going to bother mentioning that it's magical. I don't know why I would. Fair. Um, but yeah, looking around, there's certainly a decent amount of magic. There's some actually quite potent magical items on some of the the wealthy. I, not surprisingly, the wealthiest looking ones also seem to be the least hurt by the situation. Um, anything that strikes me as unusual, probably not. Like not really. Yeah. Why are you picking up a pebble? It's, that's just a stone. Why? Are uh, it's um, so we were looking for clues. It's uh, a. Why, why is a stone? It's actually is a stone. A clue. It's called a thunderstone. Um, it's a weapon. Right. If you throw it at something, it makes a very loud noise and it deafens people nearby. Loud noises, you say? Bertie, give me a perception check. 12 minus 1 is 11. Um, I've noticed I'm outside. <laughs> you also noticed uh, two darkly dressed gnomes are sort of standing off aside from um, the garden. They're, they're holding briefcases, they, they just seem to be surveying Uh-oh. everything. Lawyers. I Ambulance move, chasers! I move behind Bertie so that they, he is between me and the notes. They just they just share a little curt nod uh, with Bertie, uh, look at the rest of you, give a polite little nod, and then wander off down the garden to where the gazebo was. So, Hammond, you might want to keep hold of that stuff. You seem to know what it is. Yeah, like I said, it's possible we might be able to track down the manufacturer or, or maybe where they were purchased. I mean, if there was a whole team of them and they all had this much equipment, mm. that would have been quite a large order, I think. Oh, actually, one thing. Um, go up to the body of the guy that was being inspected and just flip him over uh, and check the back of his neck for any tattoos or anything like that. Uh-huh. 
Um, you looking around the neck, you don't see anything. You do see a tattoo beginning at his shoulder, though. Ah, cool. Rip open his shirt. Um, so, basically, yeah, tearing up. Uh, you find on his right bicep, um, quite a large tattoo. It appears to be quite unusual. Usolf recognise it as a brand rather than a tattoo, uh, and it is the shape of. It looks like a, a many-pointed irregular star surrounded by a circle or something. Um, Sasha, I'll give you from the knowledge local that you did earlier. Yeah. Certainly there have been um, groups that have been rumoured to do this kind of thing uh, in other London. I mean, there's rumours of most things in other London, um, but nothing specific springs to mind. What I can say is you know that's not a mark of any of the major players. Does this mean anything to you? Like, well, some of the stuff, like the like mucking up our swords and stuff, is something that, I mean, their swords uh, <laughs> is what some people like I've heard are just not on the street but like in nice houses where people live um, that people in other London might do. Not that I'd know. What about the the brand? Is it a gang sign or something? I don't know it. Fair enough. Specific. Can I use Lord Arcana to check if it has any arcane significance? Uh, sure. Three plus. Seven. Chain, yeah, changing no, the dice not. did not help you. <laughs> no, it does not. It does not seem to have anything significant. Uh, the, the dice seem to know it's the end of a long day for us. You <laughs> <laughs> convey a belt of failed dice. Long shot. Uh, knowledge nobility. See if it has any. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the very least, eliminating its possibility. That is uh, six uh, plus seven is thirteen. No, the moderately equipped. Um, Seeming assassin slash thief does not with a that wood, wood branded that would be amazing. Born yeah. on very hard times. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking he branded actually, his um, family crest into his own shoulder. <laughs> they were circus people mostly. <laughs> I have a rummage um, in my uh, pack. Bring out a notebook and just note down what the brand looks like, so that I've got a written record of, sure. of it. Um, right, so I think we've learned as much as we can here. Maybe we should head down to the cellars and see if there are any other clues to find down there. Yeah, so quickly quickly sum up. So you reckon that he's probably come from other well, London? It's just it's something that they definitely do down there, but then like I don't I don't know if in other cities they have like they might do the similar sorts of things. Sure. It's a gang thing. But given that we're in London probably. Slightly. Uh then Odds of other Birmingham seems to none. <laughs> <laughs> so we got that brand Probably quite a reasonably professional outfit given the hardware they've got. I would think so. Yeah, so. Okay, let's yeah, let's go to the cellar and see what's, uh, what's going on there. Right, so is the, I'll lead them back to the tailor, I guess. Oh, sure. I think he was a milliner, actually. I do oh. not know the difference. Okay. A milliner is like a tailor, but for heads. Ah, cheers, Bertie. <laughs> okay, so you're heading off towards the tailor. And that seems like a good moment for a break, actually. So if you all hang around here, we'll do a break and be back in a couple of minutes. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com.
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello there. Pre-recorded James Ross here. I love what you've done with your hair. Have you been working out lately? God, you look hench. Well, I'm not featuring in the Rusty Quill podcast. I'm a comedian. If you're anything like me, and I certainly am, then you are sick. Sick of terrible comedy nights. They're terrible. By definition, that's not very good. So I've launched a new one. Quantum Leopard. Second Saturday of the month at the Rag Factory off London's Brick Lane. I pick the acts, and I have great taste in acts. No racism, sexism, classism, or homophobia, and no picking on the audience. It's a fluffy night for lovely people only, and if anyone's not lovely, I'll murder them and leave them in a bin. I've got faith in my acts, and faith in my audience. Pay what you think the show is worth, and it's bring your own booze, because I'm incredibly cheap. 
suitable for children of all ages, provided those ages are all definitely over 18. Look us up on Facebook, because proper websites are surprisingly difficult and expensive. Quantum Leopard, like the smallest possible leopard. And welcome back. So, yeah, you're heading off to the tailors, I believe. Uh, yeah, like, so it's around this corner, uh, and then there's a s small man, scared man, uh, and uh, he's it's just, uh, there he is. Sounds like a tailor in a crisis. Yeah. So, yeah, you uh, head basically out through the back garden rather than around the house, the thing's collapsing. It hasn't collapsed yet. It's clear that if there's anything still left standing, the first thing that rescue crews are going to do is bring it down so it doesn't fall on anyone else. Um, so you head out from the garden just up along that side alley. Um, the crowd's mostly dispersed by this point. The fire crews have pushed everyone back. Um, the fact that none of the guards are stopping you means that the fire crew just decide you're meant to be there and just don't interfere. So yeah, you head down those uh, couple of side streets and you get to the tailor shop. You pointed him out. He is actually... <laughs> he's on the street holding about six or seven bolts of very posh cloth a couple of which are just trailing in the dirt around him and he's just faffing because he doesn't really know what to do with himself. His shop appears to be locked with a little closed sign. What's the he's... name on the shop? Uh, Willikins and Brothers. Um, I cast Charm Person. Okay, one sec. Okay, so um, he's stood there fretting and he's holding his balls going, Oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my, oh my. When I cast Charm Person, I sort mm -hmm. of I, ju I adjust myself just to make sure I, I look immaculate as always, and I, I have a very a very faint glow, and it's almost like there's suddenly a little heat haze so around like a, me. Like a glamour. Yeah, it's sort of it's, it's sort of like glamour, and I have to I have to approach him and make eye contact. Okay. And I, and I, I so I go, Willikins, it's so good to see you again. Okay, so he's he's fretting. He goes. Uh, he does get a will save. He I does. Um, so if you bear with me. He uh, sort of, he's fretting, he looks at you and he goes, Sorry, I, 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 don't, I don't believe we've met. Um, uh, I'm... <laughs> can I help you? I mean, uh, what? You, you don't recall? Oh, never mind. Um, yes, we just wanted to chat to you for a little while. Why don't we go inside your shop where you'll be more comfortable? Um, I'm, there's no need to fret. I'm, I'm not uh, entirely sure from the outside, uh, Hamid. It looks like the guys had a, a deceptively strong resistance to you. It's almost like someone who professionally is lovely and friendly to people so that they buy things is going to be a little bit uh, more resistant to it. Um, but he's mostly just stood there fretting, holding them, and he sees Sasha and he goes, oh, oh, um, you're alright then? Yeah, like, so we went and we checked the house. It's all good. It's all good. Fire crew is totally sorted. Oh, uh, right. Um, nice hats. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, those really are charming hats you've got there. I start laying it on thick with the charm, trying to praise the hats. And Roll play it. Well, you know, that is super. You know, that one in particular, that, that top hat, that really is splendid. You know, that is, it's like an obsidian cylinder. It's really very, very fine craftsmanship. Oh, well, well done, you. Oh, well, thank you, sir. Actually, um, uh, uh, y yes, uh, I have to say, this, this one particularly takes uh, a long time to make. Uh, we actually use uh, shellac and a very specific type of beetle. And you, you say that the fire was... It's fine, like, good. And it's, I mean, it's... Bad, but they're doing. You know, the the fire crew. They're there. It's fine. It's going it's, out. It's, that's the. It's not going to spread. Yeah. Um, you know what? I I I th I'm, I'm looking around. I don't think it's. it's I don't think it's going to be too much of a, a problem. I, if if you'll excuse me, I think I'm going to uh, head inside. I'm I'm trailing. I'm trailing. 
Could we like also go inside and like <laughs> check the, the stock? Oh yes, of course, of we're, course. We're part of the investigation team about what happened at Lord Edison's place, and we need access to your cellar to continue our investigations. Official oh. business, my good man. I'm sure you understand. Uh, oh yes. Uh, Yes, yes. Um, he, he goes over to the door and sort of plucks out a tiny little dainty key. That lock's clearly not doing anything. Unlocks his shop door, comes in, sort of invites you in and comes over and plonks um, plonks lots of um, the bolts of cloth onto the countertop. Starts mopping his brow. Um, uh, anything I can do to help, obviously. Um, Open your cellar. Uh, right, yes. Um, so, so you said you're with the police. He, he heads around to the back of his counter and lifts up the uh, trap door. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're police, but we're, like, um, mates. Right. We're, the we're an official investigation team. That, basically. Okay. Unencumbered by the dead hand of state control. We don't need to explain the uh, specifics to Mr. Willikins here. Well, uh, nonetheless... Um, that's if the... you need confirmation, speak to Sergeant Harringay. So- Sergeant Harringay. Right, thank you. Thank you. Um, please, uh, af- af- after you... Ladies and gentlemen. Cheers, mate. Good day. Um, well, I have a quick question before we, we go down. Um, have, have you seen any anyone come through here um, or, 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 or on the street recently wearing, um, and I'll describe the outfits sure. that the... Uh, no, no uh, nothing, no, no, nothing really. I mean, obviously uh, yourself, he gestured to Sasha K. Caught me by surprise, but frankly, having seen the size of that fire, I'm glad you did. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, did I... Did you uh... not, like, notice that people were digging in your cellar? Digging? No, the the first thing that I heard was there were some, uh, some, some blasts. Uh, and then you, you, I, I assumed it was construction. I mean, it wasn't, it didn't seem to be coming from my cellar necessarily. I, I thought that maybe a heavy cart or something. You, I mean, you mean uh, uh, earlier today? Yes, but there's no 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 strange sounds over the last week. Oh well, there's always construction and so on. I mean, I don't I don't monitor the the cellars. Of course, one of my of brothers course. that I I run the shop. Um, you know, for the, for these fine hats, he kind of holds one vaguely alluringly to Bertie. That is a very fine hat. Is that Bert your work or your brothers? Oh, my my brothers. They they do the work. You see. Um, tell you what, give me a diplomacy check, Bertie, specifically. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to spend twice as long buttering him up and add with compadgery. <laughs> Go for it. Add plus one to this. <laughs> Go for it. Really a very fine hat. You know, absolutely superb. The craftsmanship on this could only really have been achieved by a truly skilled hat. One dedicated to his craft. Arts handed down through generations. This is not the brim of an amateur. This, no, this is a brim designed to hold back the sun from the eyes of a Gentlemen alone. We're on, Peasant's we're, eyes will be fine being stabbed by the sunlight over and over Do you over want to be paid? But the, hello, money. Roll the dice. <laughs> Eleven. Uh, my diplomacy is plus one and then it's plus two because that was 13 total. 13, okay, yeah. He um, he certainly seems less suspicious of all of you, um, but uh, he's, 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 he's buying it. He's swallowing it. Hat complimenting can wait. We've got a job to do. Come on, Barry. <laughs> right, you head down the stairs <laughs> to the cellar. So, like, that's where I came in, you see. I did this properly sweet jump in between all the stacks. <laughs> it was well good. And then uh, he never noticed me at all, not once. And then, like, there, 
and I point to the massive explosion that is where it exploded. So, oh, um, good insight. <laughs> just to fill out. Even I spotted that. <laughs> just to, to fill out with some detail there. Um, there is still a gaping hole leading, uh, presumably, back towards um, Edison's mansion um, with brickwork clearly blown from in here out into the um, other basement. There is, on the uh, far side of that, though, there is what's clearly been a large piece of masonry cave-in and, and pieces of brick and like shards of brick, like a decent explosive was used, is spread throughout. In fact, a significant amount of it is embedded on the far wall. So Sasha's clearly had a bit of a rough time down here. Oh, so, hang on. So it's not like somebody's coming from the basement of a neighbouring building into this room. It looks like someone has probably come through this building. Yep. Possibly from the adjoining building. Explosively through this building. Yes. Or, okay, but at an occasion previous to the main explosion. Ah. So they, they, there was like a hole and people ran through it. And then when I was about to run after them, they threw a thing and it exploded. So there was like a hole already. Mm. And then the hole got unholed. Right. So well, that's perfectly to... clear. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to have to dig through that if we want to follow their trail. Uh, or go to the next house over, I guess. See if we can get in that way. You, you hear a muffled, Oh my goodness, now this, this is too much! Too much! From upstairs. Directly upstairs. Uh, yeah. Bro, you want to see what's going on? Very well, uh, open the trap door. Hello! Um, you open the trap door, and what you see is a cupboard on the far side of the room is uh, open, and there is what looks like the tailor is dangling. Um, he, he appears to have fallen through the floor or something. His his arms are on floor level. Uh, you couldn't help me, could you? Uh, I, there appears to be a hole in my cupboard. Of course, my good man. <laughs> and I lean over and uh, haul him up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a wafy. It's fine. Um, it looks like that, um, yeah, the flooring's fallen through beneath the cupboard. And is there any access from the place, uh, like, okay, so beneath this hole, is there access on the lower floor between the area this hole gives access to and the place we've just come up on by the stairs? Uh, you can't tell. You'd have to drop down. Okay. How far down is it? Ten foot. Will that kill me? No. <laughs> uh, you won't take any damage, but given that you're wearing plate armour, it'd be a tough time for you to jump up, grab onto the ledge, and then heave yourself back up. Right. <laughs> I, I pop up after him into the, I'm in the... Mm-hmm. Lobby thing as well. What happened? Uh, big hole, young lady. Uh, you seem to be the expert on holes. Would you mind having a look? Uh, I do have visions of, of you jumping down and just going, I'm stuck now. Fell <laughs> 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 over, can't get up. While they're doing that, mm-hmm. I'm going to quickly poke my head back through, back towards Edison's. Because basically, I'm going to get out a little notebook and I'm going to start making a list of the buildings that this tunnel goes through because mm-hmm. potentially one avenue of investigation is to canvas the entire you know you know, every person who owns one of the buildings that has been tunneled through is ask each single one of them what they heard what they heard when you know I get you. I so have, I'm just going to start yeah. to make a quick list of that I mean uh-huh. I'm not going to do the canvassing now but yeah that's fine I have my suspicions about the brothers of Willikins we haven't seen them they're not here Doing character Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, that's what. That while they're dealing with this new hole, I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's fine. So, um, Sasha, you came up. I'll go down the hole. Sure. Holes us all. I can climb. I'm not even going to get you to do an acrobatics check. She yeah. just drops down, lies like a cat. 
There's not actually a noise, just... Yeah. I flow like black paint in a gravity well. <laughs> I see, I, so you're much better at metaphors than social interactions. I feel like I ought to be playing a Neuromancer RPG or something. That's an amazing description. Um, I'll use it again, don't worry. <laughs> I don't come up with those things that often. I'll have to tell you all the things I flow like. <laughs> so, you land, you land in... She flows like a cat Does she have a, have a, 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 a hobby as an amateur rapper? <laughs> no, do you flow like a harpoon we've got daily here, and nightly? The problem we've got here is that I don't have a particularly good distinction between my voice and hers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one using the metaphors. Anyone that says something stupid is hurt. <laughs> That's <laughs> how you tell. That's so, how you spin in it. Anyway, yeah. so you drop down into the hole. Yep. And like it, black paint in a gravity like well. Like black paint falling down a gravity well. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you land quietly. It becomes apparent that you're in uh, another narrow cellar. Mm-hmm. It also becomes apparent, looking behind you, that um, you're on the other side of that cave-in. Yes. And there's scorch marks on the sides. It's a much smaller little basement. Um, Is it dark down basement. there? It's, uh, there's enough light coming in through the top of the corridor. It, it disappears into darkness, but you notice it's not very long, as in like maybe 20 feet. At the other end, you can see what looks like uh, a manhole cover or something similar is off. Um, like it's been pulled off and dragged to the side. But it's very clear that you're on the far side of that cave-in. I think we're going to be out of time there. So, um, yeah, a bit of investigative sleuthing, and things are pointing in a nice, clear direction at least. Some nice flowing. Yep, down <laughs> gravity wells. Um, but I think that's everything for today. So, uh, wrapping up, that's uh, goodbye from me. Uh, and from me. Yep. And us. All of us. Me too. Me all right. We're all saying goodbye. Everybody that's pretty firmly established goodbye. at this that's point. Established. Yeah, we, we definitely need a better sign-off. I'll, I'll find one. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill. Or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. I do want, if there's uh, some sort of perk, which means that I can, like, have a nemesis furniture or something like that. Mm. What favoured enemy furniture? <laughs> I'm from the upper classes. Who likes, exactly. Furniture's for the weak and lower yeah. classes. Tables are for laying. Um... <laughs> Not that my character would ever quit. Okay, okay. Um... Just quit very badly. Yeah. Look at the window. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but please make it a thing for your character. Just, just have terrible quips. I'm here to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that how you do it? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, Edison's dead, so this this setting is much better than the real world already. Edison. Edison. No, that's if he comes back as a zombie. Oh, um, Lord Dedison. <laughs> <laughs> and in his secret Arctic lair, Tesla cackles. <laughs> 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 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.